Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. <laughs> Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, hopefully, we have fixed our technology issues for the moment. <laughs> Hopefully this sounds okay. We're really working on it, we promise. But um, just bear with us. We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) We've said it several times. Um, But anyway, so a couple of weeks ago now, Dawn wrote us again with her story. So I'm going to go ahead and read that. She starts, hello there. I hope you two are doing well. I'm finally getting around to telling you my next story. This may be kind of long, and I'm sorry about that. So as most of my stories start, my daughter and I have been out for the evening. On this particular night, we come home, as usual, and I head right upstairs to my bedroom to put on my pajamas. I decided to go then out to the living room and watch some TV. As I'm walking down the hall and am right in front of the room, I hear what sounded like the closet door shake uncontrollably hard and fast. All the the closet doors in my house are the bifold accordion-style doors, So think of opening the doors and taking just one of them and shaking it back and forth as hard as you can. That was the sound. I stopped right in front of the door as the sound surprised me. All of a sudden, it started again, sounding just like the closet door being shaken hard and fast. I didn't waste any time hightailing it downstairs. I was taking the stairs down two at a time and must have sounded like an elephant going down the (laughs) stairs because my daughter came out of her room to see what was happening. I grabbed her and pushed her back into her room and slammed the door. I told her that I thought someone was up in Forrest's room. I'm not one to get scared easily, but this literally almost had me in tears. I was so scared. My daughter locked her door and asked me what we were going to do. My first thought was to call my neighbor. I figured he he could come over and check things out. Of course, my phone was upstairs, so I didn't have my neighbor's number. My daughter had her phone, but there wasn't anyone I could call from her phone that could come over. Besides, who remembers phone numbers anymore these days? She suggested the police. Me being me, I said absolutely not. I'd go check out the room before I called the police and embarrassed myself when they found nothing. Yeah, I'm smart like that. (laughs) I figured that I needed to find some kind of weapon so I could at least feel a little bit more secure. My daughter had nothing in her room but a mini hammer. Yes, a mini hammer. (laughs) Just my luck that I didn't have a full-size hammer in my house, but a small one. Ugh. (laughs) I told her I was going to have to go to to the neighbors and get him to see if he could help me go through my house. It's winter, and being in Minnesota, we had a lot of snow last year. My daughter has a sliding glass door in her room, and there was no way that I was going to be able to go out that door due to the snow buildup. I was going to have to go out of her room and go to the door that went to the garage and go out the garage door. Well, here I am in my pajamas, which is just a longer t-shirt that doesn't even go down to my mid-thigh. I have no shoes either, and it's really cold outside. And no, there wasn't anything of my daughter's that I could have put on besides some slippers. I worked up enough nerve to go open my daughter's door, and sitting at the bottom of the steps staring up at them was my dog. I miss him so much. That freaked me out that he just sat at the stairs staring. I made a mad dash for the door of the garage to go out of the house. 
Here I am in a t-shirt, no pants on, in slippers, carrying a mini hammer for protection (laughs) in the dead of winter going to my neighbors. I told you previously, I have no shame. As I'm pounding on their door frantically, I realize they're not home. I just stood there wondering what the hell I was going to do. I walked back home and stood in the garage, freezing my ass off, but scared to open the door and go in the house. I knew my daughter was okay because as soon as I walked out of her room, she slammed the door and locked it. (laughs) Yes, you see how concerned she was about me. Kids. (laughs) After standing there for a couple of minutes, I'm just about to go in and face my fear of someone being in my house when I saw my neighbors pull into the driveway. Since we're in townhomes, we share a common driveway, so I knew it was them. I was so happy to see them that I didn't even think and went running out of my garage, waving the hammer around like a crazy lady with no pants on. My neighbor jumped out of his truck and asked me what was going on. I told him I swear there was someone in my house and explained to him what was going on. He said he was going to go get a better weapon than my mini hammer, and he would be right back. I waited in the garage for him and his girlfriend. They come over, and he and I went upstairs. He first went through the other rooms in my house just to check and make sure there wasn't anyone hiding in any other closet, and he went into Forrest's room. I stayed far away when he went in. By this time, his girlfriend and my daughter came upstairs and were with me, and we were talking about what was going on. There was no one in that room, and the closet doors were shut. We opened them to see if possibly something fell from the shelves, and that was what I had heard, but nothing. I went out to into the hallway and was standing there when I heard the exact same noise coming from that room. It was my neighbor in there shaking the closet door. Mm. I screamed to him that that was the sound that I had heard, and I had heard it twice. It really freaked me out when he did that, and I knew for sure that's what I had heard. We were then talking to his girlfriend and said some strange things that she said some strange things they couldn't explain had been going on in their place, too. I decided at that point that I was going to do the only thing that I could do. The previous summer, I had been in Rome, Italy. I had gone through the Vatican and I had gotten some holy water and a rosary from there. I took the holy water and I splashed it all over the door of that room and I hung the rosary on the door handle and left it there for months. After doing that, the only strange things that have happened in the house is the thing mimicking me. There have been no more lights, no more noises from that room. The cats that we have don't sit outside that door anymore, and neither did my dog. Now, I like to think that there can be some logical explanations as to what has been going on in that room. The lights being on could most likely have been a logical explanation, but the shaking of the closet door, I just don't know especially when it happened twice within a 30-second period. The voice mimicking, I have no idea how to explain that either since both my daughter and grandson have heard it. I guess I'll just never know. I do believe in spirits and have had some interesting experiences that can't be fully explained. Oh, yes, I have more stories for you. Yay! (laughs) No more from this house, but a few others from two different places that I have lived. So there you have it. My last story having to do with my ghost room. Oh, by the way, my neighbors did finally recover from seeing me running towards them in just a t-shirt and no pants waving a hammer. Until next time, take care and stay funny. The crazy lady from Minnesota, Dawn. Oh, that was a good story. <laughs> it was. It was great. <laughs> Scary, I guess, you know, if you had to live through it. Yeah, but. definitely. I Oh, and then when he recreated that noise and she was like, oh, my God, that's it. That is so scary. I mean, I just don't know. 
And it's so weird. It's just in that one room. You know, I've heard lots of stories like that. Crazy. Where it's like they stay in one little spot. Yeah. And that's it. But then the holy water and the rosary, that helped? Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Crazy. Thank you, Dawn, so much for writing in again. We so appreciate it. And we can't wait for more. Um, I really don't remember what these are. I did these two weeks ago. I believe these are embarrassing moments. Okay, so first one. My now husband and I were at the end of an Italy road trip, and we were dropping off our rental car in Naples, where we would board a train to Milan. Because Naples is known for as the birthplace of pizza, we decided to get some before our departure. A few locals recommended a popular place, so off we went, thinking we could grab a quick slice. Wrong. We ended up waiting over two hours for a small pie, and then we had to race for our train. It was our first time taking the train in Naples, too, so we weren't even positive where the station was. Luckily, we made it, though I was extremely sweaty once we got to our seats. I went to the bathroom and changed into a dry bra and t-shirt, throwing the drenched clothing in my backpack. Once I got back to my seat, I started rummaging through my backpack and moving items around. I must have been really disoriented because a few minutes later, after I had sat back down, the man in the seat behind me tapped me on the shoulder. Um, I believe this is yours. It was my sweaty bra and t-shirt, <laughs> which had somehow fallen into his lap. <laughs> Turning bright red, I took the garments, turned around, stayed silent for the rest of the trip. <laughs> that, that was it. Why would it take two hours for a freaking pizza? Well, locals had recommended it, so it might have been just really super busy. I don't know. But, yeah. (laughs) Okay, next one. I do a lot of embarrassing things, but the most embarrassing would probably have been when I was at choir and we were singing this gorgeous piece of music. And during the quiet period, I farted super loudly (laughs) And people around me looked disgusted. I wanted to crawl into a hole and die that day. (laughs) That would be embarrassing. That would be. Next one. It was about 30 minutes before my organic chemistry exam, and the professor was a real stickler about showing up on time, or else you could get a zero. But I, being lactose intolerant, realized very violently and suddenly that my Starbucks drink had been made wrong. After I pooped my pants in the student center, I had to go back home and and shower and change my clothes. When I got to the classroom and my professor didn't want me to take the exam, I had to explain to him in front of a deadly quiet lecture hall why I had been late. Oh, and I had to take the bus to and from my apartment, but couldn't sit down for obvious reasons. So I just kind of stood in the aisle with my poopy pants on display to the world. Oh my gosh, that would be horrible. horrible. Next one, teacher here. After a long day of teaching, I was casually talking to some other teachers and reached into my pocket for chapstick. But I pulled out glue stick instead. I put it on my lips and the other (laughs) teachers just stared in shock. I guess he was done talking for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. Okay, next one. During one of our Beauty and the Beast performances, I found out that it was not a good day for my vocals. 
At the end of Human Again, my voice cut out halfway through the sustained end note, and I was standing there with my mouth open, making no sound (laughs) until the song finished. Safe to say, I came off stage brutally humiliated. (laughs) Oh my God, be horrible. (laughs) People in the audience were probably like, what? What's going on? Except for, like, I just thought the microphone cut off or something. I don't know, but like the one singer in the audience was like, I know what that's like. <laughs> Your voice just stops. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Next one. I screenshotted a WhatsApp conversation with my sister and sent it to my friend saying she's just being a bitch. Only I didn't send it to my friend. I sent it back to my sister. <laughs> Oopsie. (laughs) Next one, I ran into my hot dentist while shopping and spent 10 minutes talking to him before realizing I was swinging around a pair of panties. (laughs) Fast forward to checkout, I was still embarrassed and telling a friend, at least you didn't hold a pair of panties while talking to your hot dentist, only to turn around and see him right there. Oh my God. Oh, gosh. Okay. Next one. I thought the person interviewing me for a job wanted to shake my hand, but he actually just wanted the pen in my hand. Mm. Eh. Next one. I silently farted in line going through security at the airport, but it was so bad that everyone else around started reacting to it. Uh, Oh, that's no good. Silent but deadly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Next one. I accidentally sent my orchestra teacher a video of me crying. We had to record ourselves playing the music and send it to her so she could grade it. But I left but I left it off to the last minute and was really stressed and it was really late at night. So I decided to cry for 10 minutes to relieve some of the stress, then start recording. Unfortunately, I caught myself crying in the beginning of the video and didn't realize until the next day after we had a one-on-one lesson together. She asked me a bunch of questions about how I was feeling and how stressed out I was. And I had no idea why. (laughs) Um, Next one. Today, I told a customer I'll see them on January 3rd instead of 3rd. I felt like I wanted to die. Next one, I was asked towards the end of a job interview what I thought about the post. Me being me, I answered that I thought the postal service was quite efficient. (laughs) The interviewers laughed and said, no, what do you think about the job role? I think I made a lasting impression. (laughs) Did they get the job? I don't say. Uh, Next one, I randomly ran into my crush. I've liked him for five years. We don't hang out anymore, but we follow each other on social media. I stalk his Instagram, so I know what he is up to still. When I ran into him, he was with a girl. He introduced me to her by saying, she is Greta, my girlfriend. And I immediately said, I know. (laughs) I could tell he didn't know how to respond. (laughs) Um, Next one, I had to call maintenance in the middle of the night for a noise coming from my utility room. As he was in there, I spotted that my dildo was on top of the sink. In a panic, I threw it under the sink. The maintenance person said it was an alarm that goes off in case of flooding, and then immediately went under the sink to check the pipe. 
<laughs> my dildo was right next to it. I didn't say anything, and neither did he. But he had a smirk when he later left. <laughs> The one place you throw it. That's where he needs to go. Well, you know, we've done stories before about the weird things people see when they go (laughs) in other people's houses. (laughs) I wonder if one of them was his. I don't know. I saw this girl's dildo on the sink, and then when I opened it, it was under the sink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Uh, This is my last one. I accidentally said that I needed needed a shit out loud while at the supermarket. The cashier lady looked at me for a second and then told me what aisle the toilet paper was in. (laughs) (laughs) And those were mine from the beginning. All right. So this week I did Brazilian folklore. Ooh, okay. And Arabian folklore. Ooh, cool. Okay. So, and the reason I am doing these is because I was watching an episode on, or a series on Netflix. It was one of the um, dubbed over ones because it was in Brazil. Oh yeah. And uh, don't ask me what it's called. because. <laughs> but it was very, it was very good. Interesting. Anyway. So the first one is Kurupira. Okay. This is a character from Brazilian folklore, a creature with bright red, orange hair that resembles a man or a dwarf. Kurupira has a very unique trait. His feet are turned backwards. Ooh, that's creepy. According to legend, Kurupira is unpredictable and can occasionally seem wicked. He lives in the forests of Brazil and protects nature in his own way. For example, Kurupira will prey on poachers and hunters. He will also protect animals who are taking care of their offspring. Kurupira uses its backward feet to create footprints to confuse hunters and travelers by leading them to its starting point. Ew, that is so creepy. And this character was in that show. Ew. And it was weird. It was very weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, let's see if I can pronounce this. <laughs> Mula Sim Cabeza. I don't know. Okay. This folkloric character is a headless mule that spits fire from its neck. The Mula Simcabeça is one of the most popular tales of Brazilian folklore. According to the legend, the mule runs through the woods and fields, scaring people and animals. One way to identify this creature is by the sound of a loud whinny accompanied by a loud groan. There are several versions of the headless mule. One of my favorite, whoever wrote this, (laughs) uh is that a beautiful woman was dating a priest. As punishment for the sin, she turns into this monstrous being on Thursday nights, <laughs> especially in the full moon. Weird. That one was not in the show. You know what that reminded me of? What? That would be like the offspring from Shrek, Donkey and the <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> Ew, they'd have a headless baby. <laughs> well, that a headless donkey that spits fire. Out of yeah. its neck? Ooh, that's creepy. That is. Bodo Cord Rosa? Okay. Okay. According to the legend, a pink dolphin comes out of the Amazon rivers at night during Festus Juninus. June festivities. Okay. With its special power, it becomes a handsome, tall, strong young man dressed in white clothes. 
He wears a white hat to cover his face and disguise his big nose. He is a very charming and seductive man who goes to parties in search of beautiful, unaccompanied young women. He invites the ladies for a walk around the riverbank where they make love and he usually gets them pregnant. The next morning, he turns into a pink dolphin again. (gasps) How rude. That is rude. And in another story, I heard that he always wears a hat to hide the blowhole on the top of his head. That's weird. Yes. Um... Ayara, also known as the Mother of the Waters, Ayara is a beautiful brunette mermaid with black hair and brown eyes. She attracts men with her beautiful and irresistible singing, which echoes through the waters and forests. The victim follows Ayara to the bottom of a river, a place from where he never returns. The few who can escape, unfortunately, go crazy due to the mermaid's spells. In this case, says the legend, only a ritual performed by a shaman can free the man from the spell. Crazy. And how can she be a brunette mermaid with black hair? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) It doesn't make sense, does it? And I was thinking, okay, brown hair. And then you're like, with black hair. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) What? (laughs) They're confused. (laughs) Saucy Pereira, maybe? I don't know. Saucy is a very playful character in Brazilian mythology. He has one, he has only one leg, wears a red cap, and walks around with a pipe in his mouth. Initially, Saucy was portrayed as a demonic Indian boy with two legs, dark color, and a tail. With the influence of African mythology, Saucy turned into a black boy who lost his leg fighting Caporia. I don't know. Inherited the pito, a kind of pipe, and won the red cap from European mythology. Saucy is pure mischief. He is very playful and likes to make fun of animals and people. He loves to play pranks such as distracting people who are cooking so that the food burns on the stove. As a kid, I was crazy about a TV show called... I am not even going to try to pronounce that. (laughs) The house cook would bake amazing pies and put them by the kitchen window to cool. Then Saucy would come and steal the pie. He also likes to hide kitchen utensils, bang doors, and let the farm animals loose. Well, sounds like a mischief kind of guy. Yeah. And then these are the Arabian folklores. The legend of Aladdin's wonderful lamp. Oh, one of the most famous folktales. And I can't, I can't ever read anything about Aladdin without... Picturing the Disney. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's, Even when you said Arabian, like, I yeah, immediately go Arabian to Arabian Nights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> That'll be good for everybody. <laughs> One of the most famous folktales from Arabia, the legend of Aladdin has captured the imagination of children and adults from all over the world. Part of the collection of legends in the book of 1001 Nights, the story tells of the young, impoverished man, Aladdin, who embarks on a series of adventures after being tricked by an evil sorcerer and coming into contact with a magical genie who helps him win the love of a princess. Oh, I love it. Loved that cartoon. Heck yeah. Have you seen the live version with Will Smith yet? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. I thought I would hate it because I love the cartoon so much. Yeah. Oh, they did a great job. Did they? I'll have so to watch good. it Because, yeah, I'm like, you can't. Exactly. I was like, this sucks. I'm going to fucking hate this. I'm going to turn You're it on. Robin Williams. I, exactly. How do you, 
how do you even compare? Exactly. And I was like, this is going to fucking suck, but I pay for, you know, I, I pay for Disney Plus. I might as well watch it. I loved it. Oh, loved I have it. to watch it. All right. The mythical creature of Bahumet, Bahamut. Let me see. Bahamut. Bahamut. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. Known as a giant and monstrous fish that lies in the deep ocean, this mythical creature was believed by ancient Arabs to hold up the earth itself. In this myth, the giant ship. <laughs> a myth about a giant ship. We have never heard anything. And with as much as we talked about shit in the beginning. We haven't for a while. I know. In the beginning, it was like every episode. Sorry, I brought it up again. In this myth, the giant fish carries a giant bull. What? 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 How did you get shit from fish? <laughs> I thought it was going to be ship. <laughs> I think I, I don't know. Fish has the sh in it. Okay. And I don't know. <laughs> I like, okay. <laughs> That's great. In this myth, the giant fish carries a giant bull <laughs> and gemstone on its back which an angel stands upon to balance the earth and sea. <laughs> okay, that took way longer to get through that <laughs> Way longer. <laughs> the monster of Nasnaz, a horrifying monster of Arabian mythology, the Nasnaz was believed to be an offspring of a demon and a human with the powers to kill a person and make them fleshless by yeah. simply touching them. The Nasnas was believed to have only half a head and half of every body part, which he uses to make giant leaps with only one leg to catch and kill unsuspecting humans. Holy shit, that's terrifying. That's, yeah. Damn. <laughs> the Legend of Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. I think it's Alibaba. What'd you say? Ali. Oh, Alibaba. Alibaba. Another famous tale from the legendary book of 1001 Nights, this legend tells of the poor woodcutter Alibaba who is hurled into a wild adventure when he discovers the hidden den of thieves with the magical words of open sesame. Alibaba eventually escapes from the evil thieves and discovers their enormous cave of treasures. The Mythical Creature of Shad Havar A mythical Arabian creature that came out of the medieval ages, the Shad Havar was believed to be a unicorn-like creature that has one giant horn and 42 branches that spread out from this horn. Many legends told of the powerful music that could be played with this magical horn with the wind that blew through its many branches. Hmm. The legend of Sinbad the Sailor. Another famous legend commonly thought of as originating from what is now Iraq, this legend tells of Sinbad the famous sailor and explorer. Although there are numerous tales of his adventures, most of them deal with Sinbad's encounters with magical creatures, foreign lands, and triumphs over powerful monsters. The Mythical Creature of the Rock The Rock, a popular mythical, or sorry, a popular mythology of ancient Arabs, is an enormous legendary bird of prey and is often written about by sailors, fishermen, and explorers who swore they saw this magical creature while on their adventures. The rock has often been compared to Western mythical creatures such as the phoenix or the thunderbird. Hmm. The lost city of Atlantis of the Sands. 
The lost city of Atlantis of the Sands, now shrouded in myth and legend, was supposedly an ancient city in Arabia that was destroyed and buried under sand by a series of natural disasters caused by angry gods. Many explorers continue to believe in this tale and search for this lost city, with some believing it to be located somewhere in the southern deserts of modern-day Saudi Arabia. Uh, the legend of Zarqa Ali Yamama, an Arabian mythology, oh, sorry, in Arabian mythology, Zarqa Ali Yamama was a powerful woman with incredible powers and magic. Legend says that she had brilliant blue eyes, which helped her foresee the future and predict events, but she was eventually killed by jealous enemy tribes who tore out her eyes and crucified her. Of course they did. <laughs> exactly. The monster of Kutrub, Kutrub? Mm -hmm. made popular through Arabian folklore, the Kutrub is said to be a werewolf-like monster who is a type of demon or jinni. The Kutrub monster is often depicted as similar to the Western concept of a ghoul, as it is written to be the dweller of graveyards and devourer of corpses. Mm. Crazy. That's not our kind of ghoul. No. <laughs> no. It's not a beautiful ghoul. That's right. Hmm. That's all I got. All right. This week I did scariest things that's happened to people, and it doesn't, it isn't necessarily paranormal, but some of them are. The first one, I was about five or six years old living in Dallas, and I was in the nurse's office when the tornado warning siren went off. The nurse ran out of the room towards the other side of the school, leaving me behind. What? Yeah. The lights had gone off and I didn't want to be alone, so I went to follow her and ended up on this ramp that connected both sides of the school. To the right of me was the cafeteria and on the left was a wall with floor to ceiling windows. It was so dark outside that I could barely see anything out the window. The sound of the siren combined with the intense wind scared me the most. By this point, I was in tears and just stood there for who knows how long because I was so scared. Then the vice principal came running up the ramp, scooped me in her arms, and asked whose class I was in. I remember walking into the classroom and seeing my teacher with a flashlight in her hands, huddled with the other students in the middle of the classroom. Sixteen years later, Miss May is still my hero. Aww. A fucking a nurse? bitch nurse. What the fuck? I know. Five or six year old? Yeah, you... Oh my god, I hate that person. <laughs> okay, next one. So have you ever... Have you ever seen what you thought looked like a person out of the corner of your eye, but they disappear before you get a good look at it? I was on Netflix and browsing Reddit when I saw a head peeking out from the stairwell. When I looked at it, it was still there. Yeah. It slowly moved its head back behind the wall. I got a good enough look at it that it seemed to be charred or burned. The thing that creeps me out the most is that my puppy, who was with me at the time, looked at that spot for the next five minutes with his hair and ears perked up. Ooh, that gave me chills. I know. Like, just ugh, staring at each other. Ugh. Okay, next one. I was on a Girl Scout trip staying in this older house in Sandy Hook. I think I was around 11 or 12. We were all in bed, and for some reason, I wanted to go downstairs. I remember hearing the parents talking in the downstairs kitchen, and I was walking towards toward where I saw a lit-up room. Then it all disappears. And I'm standing in the middle of an empty, dilapidated room, random crap, plaster on the floor, no furniture. I freak out and try to retrace my steps back to where I thought the adults were. 
I wander around for a bit and finally find a staircase. Weird, the staircase was blocked by a couch at the bottom. Then I realize I had been sleepwalking and somehow managed to go up to the third floor where we were told not to go. Hmm. I know. That's weird. Like, were they... Did they fall asleep while they were walking towards the... Like, what? I don't know. That's weird. I know. Next one, I was coming home really late one night and packed and backed my car into the driveway as usual. It was a cloudy, dark night, and the porch light was off. The front porch of my house is old and made out of wood. It's about three or four feet off the ground with a small space to crawl underneath. As I climbed the stairs, I felt my ankle get caught on something, tripping me up a little. I looked down, and there was a hand grabbing my (laughs) ankle. I gasped and kicked my leg back as hard as I could, breaking the grip. I then ran frantically and unlocked the front door. I finally managed to open the door and get in. I was freaked the fuck out, but looked out the front window through the crack in the curtains while finding the number for the police department. The cops showed up later, but didn't find anyone, and they said they've never heard of this kind of thing happening before. They said they didn't see any footprints or anything under the porch either. It was a couple of years ago. I still live in the same house. I tell myself that it was some kids in the neighborhood fucking with me, or maybe my friends. No one has ever admitted anything, though. But I'll never know for sure, I guess. I did buy a motion-activated light for the front porch since then. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is what? creepy. Yeah. Woo. Next one. I, it was about 10.30 p.m., and I'm lying on the couch, jamming out through my earbuds and playing on my iPad. I close my eyes while listening to Lithium by Nirvana when I notice the song just cut out. I open my eyes, and I'm outside in the cul-de-sac at the other end of my neighborhood, about a half a mile away, wearing nothing but pajama bottoms in just below freezing temperatures, just staring out into a cornfield. (laughs) I walk back to my house, and when I get to my room, I saw it was like 3 a.m. I still have no clue what happened, but I had apparently scribbled in my school notebooks and put out the fireplace during my little nighttime adventure. I had thought it was all a dream until I woke up the next day and my mom asked me about the grass I had shaken off my pants onto the floor. So that freaked me out pretty bad. That's weird. Yeah. Just one minute you're doing something and then the next you're like staring at a cornfield. Yeah. What the fuck? That's creepy. I know. Next one. Me and three buddies were hanging out one night in a car on a dark street. You fill in the blank. I picked this particular street because my grandma lived on it, and I was very familiar with the neighborhood. I knew the families that lived in most of the houses on the block, and they were elderly people. When we pulled up, I surveyed the houses. Everyone's lights were off. We should have no trouble parking here for as long as we wanted. I had the driver park in front of my grandma's friend's house on the corner. My grandma's friend, a lot like my grandma, was an old woman who went to bed early. No family lived with her, and I have known her most of my life. My grandma's friend lived on a medium-sized lot, and her house was up on a small hill. The hill was small but pretty steep and a nightmare to mow. I'm sitting in the back behind the passenger seat. The car is still running at this point. We haven't been there for more than two or three minutes. We had just begun our activities when I catch a glimpse of something moving in the passenger side mirror. I look out the window, and what I saw scared the fucking shit out of me then, and it still scares me to this day over 10 years later. I saw the silhouette of a person, 
lying on their stomach, doing an army crawl really fucking fast on the side on the side of the hill and it was headed right for us this thing was moving quick i'm telling you i don't know how it's even possible on a flat ground to crawl that fast let alone on the side of a hill it wasn't going down the hill it was moving parallel along the side of it i screamed for the driver to go 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 now go This thing had covered some serious fucking ground in a matter of seconds. It was within five or six feet of my door when we squeal tired the fuck out of there. As we got to the end of the street and turned on the main road, the driver and my buddy next to me in the back were yelling, what the fuck, man? Was it the cops? I couldn't speak. I was so badly shaken. It had been about 10 or 15 seconds we bolted down the street. I just wanted to get as far away from the road as possible. I couldn't process what I had seen. I really didn't want to. That's when it happened. I looked at my friend P in the passenger seat um, up front, and he had an absolutely terrified look on his face. I blurted out, you saw it too, didn't you? He didn't say anything. He just kept looking in the side mirror and then back to the dashboard. By this time, my other two friends were pretty mad and emotions were starting to escalate. I told them I saw somebody or something crawling toward the car really fast. I asked P to back me up. All he did was nod and then asked us to drop him off at home. I wanted him to tell us what he saw, but he refused. All he would say is that he saw something. At the time, that was good enough for me. I was just relieved I wasn't the only one who saw it and was freaked out by it. To this day, I don't know who or what it was. I hated going to my grandma's house after that at night, and I never really wanted to be around her friend after that either. The thought of a 60-something-year-old woman army crawling that fast at 1 a.m. scares me even more. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that? I don't know, but that gave me serious chills. I know. Okay, next one. I was watching The Exorcist when I was 16, and my grandmother came home and told me to turn it off because that was the last movie my grandfather had watched the night he died. About 20 minutes later... I saw him rocking in the chair next to my couch, and no matter how many damn times I pulled the blanket over my head, he stayed there until he looked at me, smiled, and vanished. Still can't watch that movie to this day without freaking out about it, and that was 18 years ago. Uh, yeah. That's fucking creepy. Yes, it is. Sorry, Grandpa, but... (laughs) (laughs) Quit being creepy! Yeah! Okay, next one. A house I lived in a couple years ago, I would hear a kid running around at random spots in the house. I could tell it was a kid because of how light the footsteps seemed, plus every now and then I'd hear a kid's laugh. Me and my ex would stand in the kitchen and would suddenly get cold enough, or cold, even though it was in the high 80s in the house due to a shit AC unit there. We moved out shortly after, hearing that random... Uh, Hearing that, plus random cabinets shutting themselves now and then didn't help. Next one, I fell asleep on my couch around 6 or 7 p.m. and woke up at 4 a.m. in the middle of my backyard, and it was raining. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Still freaky as shit. Mm -hmm. Next one, about five years ago, I was still with my ex at the time. There was one night she spent the night at my place. She always told me that she liked, that she felt like there was someone in my room but obviously it was just the two of us. She said that one night I woke her up from my sleep talk and it sounded like I was talking to someone. She asked me, who are you talking to? And apparently I replied, that person over there, can't you see? 
She woke me up straight away, and slightly, I slightly remember talking to someone at the time. By the way, I should probably fill in that there's a graveyard near my place, but it's uh, pretty far away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next one, when my grandmother was coming to the end of her life, she had a serious brain tumor that was messing with her vision and memory. She came to live with my family because she couldn't take care of herself anymore. Honestly, she was very paranoid, and there was a lot of creepy experiences I had with her. But in particular, she would always mention this little girl who lived in our house. The little girl would come to her crying, and my grandmother would want to know why no one was taking care of her. She was frequently worried that the girl was being neglected or abused, and said that she could hear her crying from upstairs. Not really paranormal, but I always was thinking, what if the girl is real and she and only she is lucid enough to actually see her? Hmm. Creepy. Next one, I live in Charleston, South Carolina. So the house I rented last year was built in the mid-1800s. Things would often fall off the counters. And we would hear crashing noises all the time. And I, when we went to go investigate, stuff would be lying broken on the floor, even though no one else was home. The weirdest occurrence of this happened when my roommate and I heard a noise from the kitchen, and when we walked in, there was a painting in the middle of the floor, about seven feet away from where it was hanging, and the water was running. One night I was laying in bed about to fall asleep, and I got the sense that someone else was in my room. My stomach dropped and my hair stood on end. I got extremely anxious, and suddenly my body felt like there was an electric current going through it, and I heard a distinct human voice right next to my ear. It was a man's voice speaking complete gibberish. I was paralyzed with fear and ended up sleeping on the couch that night. Unfortunately, this started happening more often, about once a month, right as I was falling asleep. I would get a sense that something wasn't right, and I would hear voices. One time I heard a woman laughing. Another time I heard someone say, uh, my name is Evan. Sometimes it was just gibberish. On two occasions, I felt like my body was moving when it actually wasn't. One time, my body felt like it was levitating, and another time, it felt like it was being dragged across the floor. While I also could feel my body laying in my bed, it was very odd. I stopped telling people after the first time because I thought they would either think I was crazy or mentally ill. I honestly thought it was either, I was either schizophrenic or possessed. I was so fucking scared to even go to bed, and I found out what sleep paralysis was and all the symptoms fit. The electric current feeling running feeling running through my body, the hallucinations and temporary paralysis. I was so relieved to have a medical explanation. However, I had never experienced before moving in that house and I have since moved out and have not experienced it again. I'm a very logical person and I'm happy to accept sleep paralysis as the answer, but part of me feels like it was something more. That's what it sounds like. It does. Uh, next one, two weeks ago, I got out of the shower to find a man's handprint on the upper part of my bathroom mirror. I haven't had a male over at my place in over a year. <sighs> That's creepy. Next one, when I was a kid and I lived in my old apartment, my mom befriended the downstairs neighbor and would often invite her over for coffee and tea because she was always so lonely. A few weeks went by without hearing from her, so we both go downstairs and knock on the door. It was like a movie. Uh, where you knock on the door and slowly it's crept open as if it had been that way for a while. We walked inside and found her in the bathtub covered in blood and the smell was disgusting. Apparently the lady's girlfriend left her and she couldn't handle the pain. 
My mom's way of comforting me was, don't worry, Mark. She's our friend, so she won't haunt us. Oh, Gee, thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what else do you say? <laughs> Being a mom's heart. Okay. Next one. This was back when I was a little kid in Eastern Europe. My cousin and I were walking through the woods, or uh, we were maybe eight or nine years old. It was more like a large urban forest, big enough to get lost in. Suddenly, we saw a man standing in the bushes. He was wearing nothing but tidy whities dress shoes, and a watch, and had his back towards us. We just kind of froze there, staring at him. He must have heard the rustling behind him and slowly turned around. He had the creepiest smile on his face and started slowly moving towards us while making a beckoning motion with his finger. I remember being frozen with fear for a few moments before turning around to look at my cousin, who was no longer there. <laughs> I could only see his heels flashing in the distance as he was running away. Of course, I followed immediately, and I don't think I've ever ran that fast before or since. <laughs> horrible <laughs> well it was before that before you even said that part i'm like why is he still standing there in my head you he's know? like freaking out <laughs> that would be me i you know how you're supposed to like uh flight or fight mm -hmm. mine's freeze i just freeze <laughs> i don't do anything i'm just like oh. <laughs> okay uh this is my last one I was living in my car for a few months. I would just drive out of town and park off to the side of the road on logging roads or what or whatever to sleep. I found this one place to park, which was nice because it wasn't too far away, but also far enough so that no one else would be there at night. The first night I was there, I was wait I had a waking dream that someone was outside my car looking in. Freaked me out, but whatever. Parked other places for a few nights. I went back there for a few nights and had a similar freaky nightmare both nights. Someone outside the car trying to get in, etc. Basically said, fuck this place and avoided it for a while. I was tired one afternoon and decided to go back to have a nap. I laid there for about 10 minutes before, having, before hearing a noise. And suddenly there was this homeless dude walking his bicycle down out of the bush right past my car. I recognized him as someone who runs around picking bottles out of trash cans. Creepy as fuck. I guess he lived in that camp in the bush right there. That wasn't a dream. No. Creepy. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. So these are funny tweets from people working from home during quarantine. Okay. I'm doing laundry and just whispered, it's almost our anniversary, to the pair of yoga pants I've been wearing since March. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> My daughter just commented on how fancy someone was dressed because their t-shirt was tucked into their pants. The long-term fashion effect of quarantine style is going to be spectacular. <laughs> Every day during quarantine, I put on the ugliest clothes I can find. I swear to God, I'm addicted to looking like ass right now. Truly hideous stuff. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> I'm very curious. <laughs> it's Sunday. Everyone remember to change into a new outfit for the week. 
my gosh. <laughs> Just know I write 90% of my professional sounding emails while wearing fluffy socks and black head strips. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> If we see each other out and about grabbing essential items, let's all be kind to each other and not acknowledge that we're wearing pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Now that the weather is getting warmer, it's time to change my work clothes. Put on lighter bathrobe. (laughs) I wore a bra for seven hours today. Please clap. Choosing an outfit to wear while I sit on the couch is not as easy as you would think. It's not. (laughs) You just don't know. (laughs) Love how normal it has become to wear outfits out into the world that five years ago my friends would have considered a cry for help. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) If you don't go anywhere all day, your day clothes can also be your sleep clothes. It's a gross thing I've learned about myself during quarantine. (laughs) Every Zoom call outfit is business on top, unemployment on bottom. (laughs) I overheard one of my husband's co-workers explain how yoga pants are appropriate work from home attire, but pajama pants are not. This girl is getting petty three months into quarantine. (laughs) What's the difference? There is no difference. She has nothing to do. (laughs) Remember wearing jeans? That was so dumb. (laughs) LOL, no, sorry, I'm never wearing anything uncomfortable again. Exactly. That's been like my whole life. (laughs) I know, that's how I always was. I'm telling you, quarantine did not do anything different for me. Nothing. Except it was easier to be a homebody. You, You could use it as an excuse. Yeah, yeah. We're normal now. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. But. Normal-ish. Okay. More normal. <laughs> Just put on a pair of sweatpants I forgot I even owned. It's like hitting the quarantine lottery. <laughs> Important COVID-19 update. I now have a daytime hoodie and a nighttime hoodie. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. I just tried to put on jeans for an outdoor show and my body rejected them. (laughs) Got dressed in real clothes today and felt like a supermodel walking the runway as I entered the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) And my last one, well, time to put on my work pajamas. That's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And again, we may not sound the greatest, but just stick with us <laughs> and hopefully we'll fix it. Um, please send in your stories. We still need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Um, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. And hopefully we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.